Matthew 9, verse 35. You guys are already there because I already told you to go there. So, How about this weather? You guys liking this? Huh? Praise Jesus, huh? And the Hawaiians are all complaining about it being too hot. So, praise God. Let's get in the Word. Matthew 9, 35. It says, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered, like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into, the, into his harvest. Just go ahead and just go to Matthew chapter 10 real quick. And I want to cover this too because I, I, I think I'll be able to get there tonight. It says, And when he, when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word tonight. I thank you, Father, that, Lord, you've equipped your church with power. Father, uh, you, you, know, uh, you know, just even to imagine the amount of power that you've equipped every believer with. Father, that, you know, Lord, these things, these signs and wonders would follow those that believe. So, Father, we thank you tonight for your word, that, Lord, it's sharp. Father, penetrating every, every, every fiber of our being, Lord, tonight. Lord, I pray, give us eyes, eyes to see, Father, ears to hear, and a heart to receive your word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Now, last week, um, you know, I kind of started a little bit into uh, discipleship, and, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and keep moving that direction because it's important that we understand, you know, that Jesus, you know, he commissioned he commissioned the church uh, to, to go and be disciple makers. Amen. So, you know, one of the things I, I love about church planning is that you get a lot of opportunities early on to be in the lives of people. And, and one of the things that you're doing is you're, you're positioning yourself to make disciples. And uh, one of the greatest examples, of course, we have in discipleship and discipleship making is, is the very works of Jesus. You know, last week we uh, we got into the we got into just a few things and, um, you know, and I, you know, a few things that I realized that I pulled out of last week, just to just to recap, was you know you have to know that if that if you're a believer, you have to know what you're getting into. That when you say yes to Jesus Christ, that you know you you're choosing to be a follower of Him. It's not like you know, and please understand, it's not like you can be half in or half out because you know lukewarm is is not a place to be as a believer. You need you need to make a decision very quickly, even at the point of your salvation, whether or not you know I'm going to choose to be a disciple. Amen. So I I, I know this might seem like some elementary kind of things because people are saying, hey, I'm here on a Wednesday night, but you know one of the things that we're gearing up for is for us, all of us, to to be somebody that's making a disciple. And listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you, there's a lost and dying world. There's people, I mean, you know, you know th there are people dealing with, with demonic things. There are people dealing with the pressures of life, with the heaviness, with the weight of this world. And, you know, the church has to be the answer in this hour. I can't, I can't stress it enough. We as believers have to be the answer for a lost and dying world. Amen? So the church, the church is here. Amen? We're here. We're planted. We're rooted. And you know what? We're all going to become disciple makers in Jesus' mighty name. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Great, great amen. And so, we, you know, we, you have to understand what it is that you're getting into. 
Because listen, you can't, you can't be half in, you can't be half out. And I'm going to tell you, that if there's ever a time, you, you have to truly make a decision. I'm committing myself, I'm committing my life to Christ. You know, no, no matter what, no matter the circumstance, no matter, no matter what, what happens, I'm committing myself to Him. Amen? That was, that was one point that I, I kind of touched on last week. And, um, you know, to, to, to realize this too, that, you know, to be a follower of Christ, you, you are in a place or a position where you're leaving the old, the old man, the old self, and you're stepping into something brand new. Amen? You know, listen, when you're a brand new babe in Christ, man, it's like... It's like Christmas, you know, because I, I, I see, you know, and that's, that's so true because God answers prayer for, 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 for new believers very quickly because, you know, I believe it's because God, God is a faithful God. You know, and, and people that don't even have it all figured out, God's moving, amen, God's showing up, God's, God's, there's demonstration of miracles, there's healings, there's things that begin to take place. And it's, it's simply amazing, simply amazing. But you have to understand that your, 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 old, your old self, the old man is gone and the new life has begun. Amen. Revelation. That's revelation. I don't, I'm not staying. You know, I, I keep stressing this point. I'm not staying at the same place. Amen. I'm not, I'm not staying at the same place. I'm kicking the old things out and new things are being birthed in my life. How do, how do new things get birthed? How do you become a disciple? Well, you know, you, you get around church, you, you get around people that, that want to make disciples. Amen. You follow Follow the works of Jesus. You know, you come to a house. You get plugged in. That, that's how you become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And uh, the, the other thing that I touched on, you know, you can't, you can't hold on to the old things. And, uh, you know, the other thing that I said, there's a cost. Please understand me. There is a cost to following Christ. There's a, there, there is a true cost. You know, you, you may be mocked because of your faith. Anybody been mocked because of their faith? I have. You know, have you been made fun of? Well, yeah, you're one of those holy rollers. You know, I knew you when you were unsaved. You know, you know, yo, you speak in tongues. You're you're a tongue speaking church, huh? You you you'll get mocked. You'll get mocked for His namesake. Amen. That's a part of being. You know, listen. You know, and I'll say this: that in in America, persecutions. You know, we we are a blessed nation, guys. We are a blessed nation. My lands, you know, I was talking, I was talking to Miranda's dad today for quite a while, and you know, and he said, 67 years, he said, I've lived a life of comfort comfortableness. And he said, you know, it may not always be that way. That was a very true statement. That was a very true statement. That I've lived in a I've lived in the United States of America where it's been very, very comfortable. Amen. I'm going to tell you that even in your Christianity, you're not called to be comfortable. Amen. You're not called to be comfortable just, just settling, amen? You're, you're called, you're called, amen, to be a disciple and to make a disciple. Praise Jesus. And, you know, one, the last thing that I touched base on last week was, you know, Jesus, one, one of the things he did in discipleship was that, you know, within months, Jesus had put his disciples to work. You know, it, it was like, you know, he called them, come follow me. So they, 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 they went and they followed Jesus, but Jesus put them to work. They, they, you know, when Jesus was going out preaching and ministering, one of the things the disciples did was they baptized. Jesus wasn't out in the water baptizing. He used his disciples to go baptize the people, you know, at various locations, wherever they go. They were, they, were, they were being used. They were being put to work. Amen? So just a little recap, and um, I'm going to get into this tonight, 935. So 
9, 9, in verse 35, it says, He preached and he healed, permitting them to watch his ministry. Well, 9.35, let me go back to that. That was my note. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the king, kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. In my note, which I, I read, not the scripture, you know, uh, he permitted, and I, I began to touch on this last week, but I want to come back around this because it's important to understand that Jesus, Jesus was, he was fully man and he was God. And so here, he is on earth, and now he's doing signs and wonders and miracles. He's, he's performing these miracles amongst his disciples. And guess what? His disciples get to partake of this. They get to actually see Jesus doing this. And what's remarkable is that it's preparation for what's ahead. It's truly preparation for what Jesus is going to ask them to do, what Jesus is calling them into, which is, which is the work of ministry. Amen? It's, it's, it's really fascinating as you begin to unfold all this. And, and um, you know, Jesus, we know, was the greatest role model, amen, in, in the way of discipleship, the way of discipleship. Um, actually, in Matthew 10, verse 5 and 8, it says, The twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter the city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, so you freely give. So Jesus is commissioning. And I, man, you know, of, of all nights, you know, as... as you know, as I meditated on this today, and, and, and it's just like, even today, I, you, you know, I, I realize what Jesus Christ has put in us. And see, so you have to realize as a believer what Jesus Christ has put in you. There's a real power that, he, that he's placed in you. I, I mean, it's, 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 not, it's, it's not something small. That, you know, you, you as a believer have the power to heal the sick, to cleanse the leper, the, the lepers, you know, people with leprosy. I mean, you know, we're not dealing with that today. But to cast out demons. I'm going to tell you, you know, I think sometimes that in reality, if we could see, <laughs> if we could see into the spiritual realm and see the things that demonically that are, that are happening and the war that's taking place, we would be flabbergasted. We, 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 we wouldn't even know what to do. The, the warring that's taking place. But see, Jesus, <laughs> he has given us. That's one of the things he bought, he bought, he paid for, and was crucified on a cross. And then he said, you know, look, I'm giving you something, the comforter. I'm giving you the Holy Spirit so that these things, these signs, these wonders, these demonstrations can now take place through you. Amen. What's this have to do with discipleship? I'm going to tell you, you have a friend that has a demon need, that needs cast out of them. You know somebody that needs a healing. Amen. I mean, it, it's like, you know, I, I remember being in a, we were in a meeting at KC and, uh, I remember doctor making a comment that back, I don't know, back some years ago, I don't, I don't even know when it was, but he said, you know, they used to have people on staff that dealt solely with casting out demons. That that, that, that was something that was practiced in, 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 in many churches, that there would be exorcists. There would be people, people come, people would come up front, and they would cast the demons out of people. 
And he said, you know, maybe we should bring that back. Maybe we should have that in our services because, you know, people are carrying some passengers. And those passengers need to be let off. Amen. They, 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 need, to be, they need to be cast off. Amen. And, that's, and how we do that is with the authority, the authority of Jesus, that very name that's given to us. That's how we do it. You know, I, I think about this, you know, think about Jesus, even at, at the early stages of, of, of discipleship. You know, how, is, how, is, how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing, right? So we know that his disciples were in a place where they were hearing the word of God. They were, they were setting under his ministry. Go to Mark. Let's look at Mark real quick. I want to show you. I'm going to give, I'm going to give you guys some scriptures tonight because these are important scriptures. Let's, go to, let's look at Mark 4, uh, verse 10 real quick. We know that faith is built by hearing the word of God. And see, listen, when, when, when you become a disciple of Christ, it's important that you read the word. It's, it's important that you get the word of God in you, whether or not you're listening to the word, driving down the road. You're, you're finding ways to get the word of God sowed into your spirit because th this is truth. This is life. Amen. So it's important that you, you have a reading plan or you develop some kind of strategy where, you, you know, maybe it's on your way to work. Maybe you got to drive 30 minutes. Maybe you got to drive five minutes. But you're developing a way to get the word of God into your life. It's so, so important. But I want to show you this real quick in, in, in Mark 4, in verse 10. It says, but when he was alone, those around him with the 12 asked him about the parable. And he said to them, to you, it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables. So, so that seeing they may see and not perceive and hear that they may hear and not understand. Least they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. And he said to them, do you understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? So Jesus, Jesus was, he was breaking the parable of the sower down. And as you go on to read that, you know, he was asking them a question. Do, do you not understand this parable? But Jesus was breaking it down. He said, look, because you're with me, because you're, you're, you're with me, you, 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 sh you should have a greater understanding. So as, as, we're, as we're being discipled, amen, we come to a house, we get built up full of faith, amen. When we go out, we, we share this good news with people, amen. But, you know, as we're making disciples, just like Jesus, Jesus here, look, I, you, this has been revealed to you. I'm going to tell you, there are people in the world that don't even know that Jesus Christ died on the cross. There are probably people in Fairmont, West Virginia that don't know that Jesus was crucified on a cross for their sins. Jesus. I'm, I'm talking about Jesus. Well, I believe in God. 80% of the American population believe in God, but they don't know that a real Jesus went to a real cross and died for them. They, they don't know. How important is the gospel message? It's so important. Amen? You know, there's a generation of people that are growing up not hearing the word. Not, they, they, have a, they have an idea of, of God or, you know, and I, I believe that, you know, there, there's a measure of faith. The Bible talks about how everyone's given a measure of faith. But no matter what in faith, one of the things you have to do is exercise faith. You have to be willing to exercise what God's given you. Amen. That's how you grow in the things of God. But there are people, listen, there are people that have never heard. There are, there are people that, you know, that, that don't understand. That I, that, you know, that I have to ask Jesus into my life. I have to repent of sin. What does, you know, we talked about repentance the other night. What does repentance mean? It means to turn. 
It, it, it means to turn away from the old things and step into the new things. Amen? It's so that we're not, it's so that we're, not, listen, it's so that we don't miss heaven. Amen? It's so that we're, we're, we're seated with him in heavenly places. Amen? Not, not, only, not only here, but there as well. But these mysteries, the, the kingdom of God, they, they, they've been made known to the people that draw close to him. So we become a disciple of Jesus. Amen. It's important we understand. R- read the red in your Bible. If you've got a red letter Bible, if you got re- read what Jesus is saying. Read the red stuff. Man, it's good. It's rich. I mean, I just even just going through the Gospels, you know, even today and just looking at I'm just like, wow. You know, this was our Lord. He was man, fully man. Fully flesh, just like you and I, but without sin. It's amazing, huh? You guys with me tonight? You know, I, one of the greatest things about discipleship, I realized uh, probably early on when I got into ministry, was discipleship, true discipleship, was never about having the mic or standing up in front of people. Because I, I realize now I consider that a great privilege. Because, you know, the, the word of God is, is very sacred. You know, we, we have, you know, you know, there's times I have to repent even after I preach. You know, it's like I, you know, I told you guys there. I fired, my, I fired myself several times. You know, it's it's not a it's it's not a joke. But you know, it, it, it's to <laughs> it's it's not about the platform. You know, listen, and, and I'll say this because honestly, if we can take our eyes off of ourselves. Most often, about what I want, about what I need, about what I'm thinking, or, 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 or if we can take our eyes off of ourselves and do the very thing that Jesus did. He put his eyes on people. He put his eyes on raising up people. He put his eyes on raising up 12 men. Of course, we know that these, these 12, one, one failed. But, you know, even, even with the one that failed, Jesus equally poured into him just like he did all the others because he was sitting there. He was receiving. He was receiving. Faith comes by hearing, right? He was receiving every, what every other disciple had. But, I mean, it just goes to show you that you, you, can, you can reject. You can reject truth. You can reject the Word of God. To be there, to be immersed in, in, in the very teachings of Jesus Christ and reject and be deceived. You can do that. You know, it, it, you got to put aside the platform. You know, God, God I, I, I've realized this now. God, God gives you the platform. You count it as a privilege. You count, you count it as an honor. Amen. You, you count the cost. You count that cost. That's a privilege and an honor. But I'm going to tell you what, what's even greater is, is a privilege, the, the privilege and honor that we have the ability to be able to go out and, and make disciples. Amen. Because listen, a disciple, becoming a disciple of Christ, you're a follower of him. You do the works that, 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 are, that are written in the word of God. Amen? You do these things. But then from there, you know, you, you're going out and you're teaching and you're helping people. You're trying to show them the very same thing that you're lear- learning. Amen? You know, I always like to think of it this way. You know, who's discipling you and who are you discipling? 
Sounds like a strange question, but it, it, it's, you know, you have, I mean, I was, I was with a pastor friend today. You know, just, you know, he ministered to me. Said some things, you know, he spoke some things into my life, you know. Um, he's, been, he's been doing this a lot longer than I have. So, you know, it, it's setting yourself up to receive, amen. And then, you, then you're in a place of where you're, you're in a place of being able to pour out. I truly believe that's, what the, that, that's the heart of discipleship. In verse 36, go back to Matthew 9, 36. Because this was a point that, you know, I touched on last week, but to be a disciple maker, to be, to be a disciple, goes on to say in um, Matthew 9, 36, it says, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. For them, because they were, they were weary and scattered, like sheep having no shepherd. It's okay to it's 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 okay to to be compassionate. It's okay to 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 reach out and throw your hand out for someone. It's okay to, 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 to run somebody food. It's, it's okay to buy somebody food. It's, so, it's, it, it, it's okay to, you know, it doesn't have to be money. You, you know, a lot of times we, we equate things as in, you know, can, can I tell you that sometimes somebody just needs a hug? <laughs> if we're attentive to the Holy Spirit and we're listening to, what, to the very things that God wants us to listen to, you know, a lot of times it's not, you know, you know I've had people say, you know, you know, I need my car payment made. I need, I need this. I need a ride. <laughs> I need, I need, I need. And, you know, and yet you can have compassion. And you can do those things. I literally spent, I mean, I, you know, here recently, probably, I don't know, maybe five, six months ago, we had a guy show up on our doorstep at 7 o'clock in the morning. And, um, and you know, you know, after prayer, I'm, you know, I'm kind of trying to find some time to, to quiet time. I think it was on a Friday. I don't even. I think for whatever reason, I remember that was on a Friday. And he, he was just. And you know, what's interesting is a police officer dropped him off at the house. I, I know a church that will help you. <laughs> I know a pastor that will help you. So you know, for a while, I mean, he was just dropping people off. I know this guy. You know, if you go 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 see this church, this guy this guy will help you. And um, so, you know, the, the guy comes and he, you know, he begins to share his story. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get uh, to Pittsburgh to get a bus ticket. I had money. I don't have money. Yada, yada, yada. You know, it's, it's you know, it's not the it's not the point in the matter. But and I said, what do you need? He said, well, I, I need to get to Pittsburgh. And uh, I was like, well, I can't really get you to Pittsburgh today. That's, you know, I, you know. But at that point, I knew, I knew that the Lord had kind of begun to just show me that, you know, have compassion. So have, have compassion. So I got him. We went in the car, and I think we drove around for a little bit. I caught some of his story, went and got coffee, got breakfast or whatever. And as I talked with him, I could, I could just begin to feel the Holy Spirit. You know, help him get to where he needs to go. Help him to get to where he needs to go. You know, and after I'd spent some time with the guy and was very compassionate and very loving with him, he was like, well, you know, I think I want to stay in Fairmont. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, the Lord told me to get you on a bus and get you, get you out. You know, it's like the Lord had given me an assignment. So, 
So I, you know, literally had spent pretty much five, six hours that day with him and uh, bought his bus ticket. And, um, and he said, well, you know, I can get to Pittsburgh, but then, you know, there's, there's no really place I can stay there. But if I can get to New Hampshire, uh, you know, I, I, you know there's, I, I got people there that I can stay with. So, you know, we, reroute, we got all this stuff, rerouted his trip, figured out how to catch a bus here and get to there. My point in being is, is you know, will I ever see this guy again? I, you know, could. You know, the reality of it is I could. Um, but just like Jesus in this position, in this situation, Jesus had compassion. He had compassion for the lost people. Yeah, I did. I had an opportunity to pray with this guy. And, um, you, know, he, he, you know, he said he was saved. We re, we. We rededicated, you know, he rededicated his life. And, um, but God will ask you to do things like that sometimes. You know, is, is, is he going to become a disciple of, of, this, of this church? No, he's, he's moving on. But it's compassion. Jesus, he, he was moved by compassion. And I'm going to tell you, please understand that. That's something that's, it's very dear to the Lord. You know, show compassion for people. Show compassion for people. Amen. Don't be greedy. Don't be greedy. You know, I, you know, there are greedy rich people. There are greedy poor people. There are, there are great rich people. There are great poor people. Amen. It does, it, it's not a class thing. It's a heart thing. So, you know, you have to examine your heart even in the areas of compassion. And that's important. Amen. It's important that as, as you know, because listen, I, I believe this. I believe that if you're attentive to what God's saying, you know, you, you'll do. You'll do and be what he wants you to be in every given situation with whomever it is. Sometimes there's, there's, a pla- you know, there's places where I'm like, you know, no, I'm, I, I can't do this because the Holy Spirit quickens me. Or, you know, the, the next thing is I'll, I'll show you how to do this. Amen. I'll, I'll show you, I'll give you the skills, or I'll, I'll, I'll help you. We can, we can do this for months, amen? I, I'll show you how to do this, I, even, even in the areas of finances. I love finances, and I, I, I tell you, I, I've told people time and time again, and I'll tell this church, if you ever need help with money, finances, we've, many years ago, we, we, we figured some things out. And, you know, and it was just like it, it, it clicks and, and, and our life runs differently now because we chose to get discipled. Amen. Listen to what I'm saying. We chose to get discipled in the areas of finances. We chose to learn this. Amen. And I've worked with many people around finances, not necessarily here, but but that's available. That's available to anybody in this house. Amen. God, God wants you blessed. Amen. He, he, he doesn't he doesn't want you moving from paycheck to paycheck. I promise you that. I, I'm getting out of my notes, but, but I, I'm compassionate. I, you know, I'm passionate about that, but I'm also compassionate about that. Amen? Because we all have a starting point. In, in, in every area of our life, we have a starting point. Amen? And I'm going to tell you, God wants to move you further. He wants to move you further along. That wasn't in my notes. Praise God. Actually, take your Bibles. Go to Exodus 32. It's a, it's a really interesting scripture, Exodus 32. Because, you know, I, I believe that, you know, you, you, begin to see, you, you begin to see places in the Bible where, you know, Moses is who we're going to talk about here real quick, but compassion can, 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 can save people. Loving what God loves can save people. Exodus 32, verse 11. 
And this was Moses talking with God. It says, Then Moses pleaded with the Lord his God, and he said, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt, with great power, with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians speak and say, He brought them out to harm them, to kill them in the mountains, and to consume them from, their fa uh, from the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce wrath and relent from this harm to your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servant, Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your descendants and the stars of heaven. And all this land that I have spoken, I will give of your descendants and they shall inherit it forever. So the Lord relented from the harm which he said he would do to his people. Moses had compassion for his people. He led a people out, you know, out into a wilderness place. As, you know, God called them a stiff-necked people. They're not listening. They're not listening. But you know, in Moses' in Moses's deep conviction and compassion, he pleaded with the Lord. No, Lord, this is our inheritance. This is what you said you were going to give. You, you, were going to, you, you were going to give your people. These are your people. Can I tell you that you, you, know, you can have that kind of relationship with God. You can, have a, you can have a compassionate relationship with God. Lord, no, your word says this. This is what your word says. The Bible says that I watch over my word to see that it's performed. Amen. That the word of God says this. I can possess this. I can have this. Amen. So, you know, it, it, it's, you, you, you're in a covenant with God. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, God means business. You know, he, he, what his word says, this was a promise given to Abraham, Isaac, Israel. It was a promise given to them. Amen. Moses comes back and he, Lord, I'm reminding you what your word says. You can have compassion with the Lord. Please don't, hear, don't just hide from God. God, just do it if you want to do it. Don't, don't do that. Know what the Word says. Know what God wants to do for your family. Amen? No, you know, I, I, I'm telling you, you sometimes you've got you to gotta plead your case. Sometimes you gotta you gotta get in there. You you you've gotta you've gotta have compassion. I think you know Melanie. I you know just even even her life in this situation, your testimony. You got you got compassionate with God. God, you know this is what your word says. This no, this is what your word says. Amen. And I'm standing upon your word, no matter what. No matter what, I'm standing upon your word. You know, I remember when Miranda. I. You know, she never told me that the, you know, when we were in Hawaii, she found the lump on her breast. She, she didn't say anything to me. God had already prepared her, called her into a fast. I knew nothing about it until about the fourth or fifth day. And, uh, and after, I think, the third day, it was gone. But when she, when, when she told me, I, I literally, I, I took off walking. And, I, you know, I, I don't know if you ever do this, but this is very healthy. Go have a meaningful conversation with God. And talk to him. Talk, you know, open your mouth and begin to talk to him. Because, I, you know, you know I, as I was like crying and walking down the road. I was like, Lord, no. This stuff, this won't happen in my home. Lord, you've called us here. Your protection is upon my home. I thank you, Lord, for that. I'm like sobbing. And I'm not like, I'm sobbing as I'm saying it. But, you know, and, you know, like, you know, Lord, no. This is, this is, this is not the direction. You know, literally when we were kicked out of a, you know, we, you know, 
I, story after story. Literally, when you know, we, we had a landlord getting ready to sue us. You know, I'm going to sue you for $35,000, a landlord. You know, and she put us in a rat-infested house with rats the half size of my arm. I mean, these were big rats. These aren't like, these aren't our country rats here. These are cane rats. And these, these they're big, aren't they? They're, you mean, you, you can catch them in a trap and they'll still keep running. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's in a, they're just big rats. Anyway, and you know, and, and uh, you know, and I, you know, I got all fired up. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight this thing how I know how to fight it. I know how to fight it legally because I, I, I did stuff like this. I'll, I'll beat her to the punch. I'll call my attorney first. I'll show her. And you know that, that was approach. And I, I told Miranda, I said, you know, this is what I'm gonna do. I've got friends that are attorneys. You know, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna get put in this position. We're not paying her one red cent. And Miranda looked at me and said, it's gonna be okay. It'll pass. She's nothing but a barking what? What was it? A barking dog. Yeah. Barking Goliath, yeah. So she was nothing but a barking Goliath. And that was the word Miranda received. And you know, and, and you know, and it lifted off of me. And I was like, you know what? She's right. I'm not calling my attorney. I'm not calling a lawyer. I did call an attorney. And I had one phone call. She said, if you need anything, call me back. And then I spoke to her, and literally I walked down and I stood in the road right where right where we lived, and I said, Father, put somebody in that house. Because if you put somebody in that house, she's not coming after me. Because all she really cares about is the money. I, you know, that's, that, you know, she, yeah. Would she have sued us? Yeah, absolutely. And within two weeks, somebody was living in that house. I, God cares about what you care about. But I'm going to tell you, you you've, got, you've, got to, you, you've got to have a relationship. It, it, it's passionate. It's, you know, you, you, you're, you're passionate with God. Amen? Be compassionate with others, too. Praise God. And I, and I love that out of Exodus because, you know, M Moses said, I, Lord, your, your word says, I will multiply your descendants in the stars as, hev as heaven. What, what, you know, that was his word. He was contending for a people, amen? He was contending for the Israelites. Praise God. And the last thing I want to kind of get into tonight, to be a... To be a disciple, to make a disciple. It, it's important that you pray. You know, it, it, you guys are like, well, Pastor Brad's always talking about prayer. I've realized that in my life, it, it, it's something that, that has to be there. Amen? It, it, it's something that, that has to be in place. And Jesus, you know, he, he taught his disciples to pray. Go to Matthew chapter 6. He taught his disciples to pray. You, you, you have to have devotion to God. You have to carve off time where, where, you, can, where you can communicate and talk with God. I'm going to, hey guys, listen, we all get busy. Okay, we, we, all, we, all get, we all get busy with stuff. We all have stuff that's going on. Right? Am I right? I mean, you, you could have been somewhere tonight, every one of you, right? You had an invitation to probably go be somewhere else. Or somebody called and said they have a crisis, and you told them you're going to church, and their crisis lifted. Praise Jesus. So that's usually what happens, right? You know, oh, I got a crisis. You know, this is what's going on. And, well, you know, I'm going to go to church. Well, okay, you have a good time. You know, the, the crisis list when I find out. Anyway, um, that doesn't happen to anybody but us. But because um, um, it happened tonight, you know. Yeah, so pray. We've got to pray. Amen. 
You know, actually, before you know, what's interesting because when you when you begin to when you begin to see the what Jesus is doing, he, he's de- he's teaching, but he's also helping them to, to to develop a lifestyle. And so, for a believer, it's important that you 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 develop a lifestyle. And I'm going to tell you this: you you can change, you can do more or less of anything, right? Think about it. I mean, you know, um, you know, you you want to. You want to shed a few pounds. You, you can do that or not. It, it's, it's really up to you. It's, it's like prayer. You can exercise that or not exercise that. It, it really, you know, nobody, nobody here is twisting your arm, amen, and saying, you know, Pastor Brad, you got to be in early morning prayer. I mean, it's, it's, it's not happening. We encourage people, right? We, we, we love when people show up. But I, I'll, I'll say this, corporate prayer is not individual prayer. So you have to develop, you have to cultivate a time where you're, spend, where you're spending time with God. Amen? And Jesus was doing that with his disciples. So, you know, even, you know, you know I listened to the Go Team meeting last night. I don't know, it was really great. You know, I don't know how many, how many people were here last night at the church? There were ten last night at the church? Nine? And I think there was like eight people online, or eight, eight people? You know, so, you know, last night we had a life group with 20 people, and and, you know, and Brother Don was just sharing a wonderful word last night, and it was very encouraging. And, you know, and, and then people start weighing in, and, you know, it, it, it's encouraging. And, I, you know, I'm getting sidetracked here, but, you know, that, that's what, it, what, what happens. Iron sharpens iron. Amen? And, but, you know, I, and I loved, even, even as he was closing out in prayer last night, I'm like, man, you know what we're doing? We're, what, we're, what we're doing here is we're getting prayer into people. Amen? We're, we're, we're praying in our life groups. We're, we're developing a time of prayer. We pray for one another. Amen? We have early morning prayer. I mean, you know, these were things that honestly that, you know, that I that I begin to learn from KC that, you know, that, you know, um, you want breakthrough. The greatest miracle, you know, Dr. Morocco said he's ever seen was people in prayer. Amen. That that's 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 powerful. That's powerful stuff. So prayer is vitally important. But, you know, and, you know, Jesus, you know, it, you know, he began to teach in the Beatitudes, and he was like he was setting this up for his disciples to begin to learn how to cultivate a time in prayer. Amen? You know, Jesus, he went away. He was going all night long, and he come back, and, and he began to minister to his disciples. Praise Jesus. I, I mean, it's rich stuff. Read the Beatitudes. It's really great. What did I tell you? Matthew 6. Matthew 6, 5. Matthew 6, 5. This was Jesus. This is what he said. He says, when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you that they will have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. Who is in the secret place, and your father will see in secret and will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think they will be heard for the many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for you, for uh, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. Amen. Your your heavenly father knows you. I touched base on this last week, but listen, you've got to cultivate and develop uh, prayer times in your life. Amen. Uh, if you're going to be a disciple maker, amen, because, you know, uh, you know, peop, you know, and I've heard many people say this, you know, you'll never rise above the amount of time you spend in prayer as a believer. And there's a lot of truth to that. 
You know, you can go so far, so far into things. But then, but then I'm going to tell you, to, to unlock other things in ministry or to unlock other things from God, you have to pray. You have to fast. Amen? Fasting is a whole other element of things. But, you know, when you're beginning to crucify your flesh and you're beginning to fast, man, I'm telling you, there's things, you know, we need to fast more often. Amen? You know, when, when you fast. Amen? That's what Jesus said. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about that later. But, but there are things that begin to get... Uh, to, 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 be, to begin to be unlocked, amen, when we pray and when we fast. When we pray and when we fast. Take your Bibles, go to Philippians 4. Philippians 4. You know, Jesus said in, in John 14, you go ahead in Philippians 4. But, you know, Jesus said in, in John 14, he said, if, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray. <laughs> and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Amen? So, I mean, if you love me, keep my commandments. Amen? Philippians 4, verses 4 through 9. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will, I, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Be anxious for nothing. <laughs> Anybody anxious in the house? Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. You know, I'll say this in prayer. It's good to open with thanksgiving. It's good to close in thanksgiving. It's good to recognize who your heavenly Father is. You glorify Him. And it's good to thank Him for the very things that you're asking for. Amen. Lord, I thank You. That's, you know, when we pray, that's one of the things we do. We thank You, Father, for who You are. You, 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 you're the God of more than enough. Amen. You're, you're the God that hears my prayers. Father, we thank you. We glorify your name. There's no greater name. Amen. You exalt the Lord. You exalt the Lord. And then you go into a place of petition. You're asking God. And when you've asked God, you know, not, not to get into vain babbling, you know, heal me, Lord, heal me, Lord, heal me, Lord. You, you know, you, you ask. Amen. You ask. And then, and then, you know what? You thank God. You move back into a place of thanksgiving with God. Amen. You move back into that place. Lord, I thank you that you've heard my prayers. I thank you, Father, that you're moving on my behalf. I thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' mighty name. Use the name of Jesus. Amen. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God who surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there are any virtue and if there are anything praiseworthy, meditate upon these things. What's God want us to meditate on? Our problems? No. You, I, I, I tell you, if you meditate on your problems, guess what? You're going to have problems. If you meditate upon the mountain, you're, gonna, you're, you're always going to be staring at the mountain. Amen? You know, and, and that's the thing. You, guys, listen, and I, I want to tie this back into because, because, listen, there are a lot of people that have a lot of mountains right now. And, you know, and, and if that's anybody in here, you know what? God, you know, there are people here holding ropes saying, come on, I got you. 
You got real people here that 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 are that are that are you know I, I've got it lowered down here. What can I do to help? How do how can I pray for your family? What what needs to break loose? What 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 do you need? Because see, that's the heart of the Father. How what how, what do you need to get out of your current situation? How how can God get involved? You know, I had somebody. You know, I have a. You know, somebody sent me a, something the other. Day. I got. You know, I need you to pray for me. How do you want me to pray? Well, it's an unspoken prayer request. I don't know how to pray. I'm not. I'm not knocking that. I think sometimes things are set out of things where people just don't know what they're. Well, it's an unspoken thing. Then how do you want me to pray for that? I need to know how you because I. I, I believe that we have a God that wants to answer prayer. We have a God that will show up. Amen. We have a God that will heal. We have a God that will deliver. We have a God that will set people free. People need to know that's the God we serve. People need to know that is our God. Not well, you know, I... And I'm, you know, I'm not trying to make fun of that because, you know, because I, I think sometimes it's out of ignorance. And I'm not saying those people are ignorant. They just don't understand what the Word of God says. They don't, they don't understand that you're not supposed to be anxious for anything. They, they've never read Philippians 4. I, I believe in God. I, you know, I just need God to answer my prayer. And then when God shows up, you know, oh, praise Jesus. I'm not frustrated tonight, I promise you. Yeah, we got to be willing to get in the boat. And I know I said that last week. We got to get in the boat with people. Sometimes you got to push your way in. You got to. You got Sometimes you just, you got to get in the boat and say, "Hey, I'm I'm, I'll grab the other row. Let's row. I, I'm I'm here with you. It's not going down. I'm I'm here with you. They may not. You know, they may not open up. They may not talk to you. They may they they may be, you may they may sit at the end of the boat and pout. Because that's, well, you, you can be here, but you can talk about God all you want, but I'm telling you, it's the very presence. You carry the presence of God. You carry the very presence of God. You, you, you have in you life, amen? Life that can change people. Life that can change people. Meditate on these things. You know, Paul goes on to say this, and I love how he closes closes this out. And he said, these things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me. Paul was saying, this is how I live my life. I'm living my life as a disciple maker. I'm living my life as somebody that's sold out for Jesus. I'm living my life. I, I, I'm not mixed between the world. I'm not mixed between two opinions. I'm, 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 I'm sold out for Jesus. I'm sold out for Jesus. He's, you know, met, you know, look, look, you know, all these things that I'm talking about. Look, look at me. Look at my life in Christ. And so, you know, guys, that's why it's so important for us to have have people around us that we can disciple, and also people in our life that are discipling us. You, you know, it, it's, it's okay to imitate people. It's okay to be around people like faith, amen, that yeah, I, 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 I admire. Or, I, you know, man, I've got, I've got people in faith that I admire, amen. I've got people that I can call, amen. And I've got people underneath me that, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pulling along because I love them, amen. 
Amen. Every, everything about me. I, I, you know, in my life, I, I pray, you know, I want, you know, I want people to grab a hold of the things of God. You know, Pastor Brad, I, I'm working to pass you up in faith. You know, let's let's go. Let's do this race together. You know, I, you know, I'm going to believe. Yeah, let's do it. I want people to I want people to to rise above. Amen. You know, you, you get on fire for God and things begin to change. Amen. Things begin to change. Things begin to change. These things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And then the God of peace will be with you. Paul was saying, imitate me. Imitate me. I'm a disciple maker. Amen. I'm making disciples. Imitate the things that I'm doing. We have great examples in the word of God before us. You know, and, and I desire. Ministerly how? Come to the keyboard. I, you know, I, I desire in my heart. Not only to be a disciple maker, but to raise up others that will, 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 will also be disciple makers. Leaders. Leaders that lead. You guys can go ahead and stand tonight. I'll say this too. Pastor Randy, did you have something? I'll say this tonight as well because... Have the conversations with the people you need to have the conversations with. And you know, even with your kids, yeah, there's times I've looked at my kids and said, guess what, I'm sorry. Not guess what, but I'm sorry. They, were, they, would, they wouldn't be surprised. But, you know, I've looked at my kids and said, you know what, I'm sorry. Where I've missed this or missed that. Have compassion for your family. Don't grow hard with family. God loves your family, amen? I don't know who that's for tonight, but I just, I, I feel that. I feel that under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Don't be hard with your family. Your family needs you. They may, you know, you think, well, they, they, would, they would hate to even see me. They, they physically might not even like seeing you. But you know what you can do for your family? You can pray. You can pray for your family. You might see that one person in your family be like, man, they have a, you know, they're, they're just, you, you pray for them. You, you pray for them. You, you get to that place of prayer. You, you're, you're praying for them. You're inter interceding for them. Amen. Pastor Miranda was talking about the other day, and I, I, I just, I, I really want, I really want to do this as a church. You know, we we talked about, I talked about it with Brother Don the other night that, you know, in the in this church, everybody in here needs at least five people that you're praying for. You're you're interceding for, you're praying for, five people that you're you're you're. You're, you're getting in the trenches with, amen? You're, you're praying for it because it, it, a lot of times things happen. It, it starts with prayer. It starts with, it starts with that intercession. Because, you know, what God, you know, what God can do through those situations and circumstances, you know, when, when you're beginning to intercede for, for people, man, it, it's, it's real. 
It might be somebody that, that has an addiction to drugs. It might be, you know, it might be somebody that is really struck, struggling with something. Will you guys do that with me? Will you? Will you? I tell you what, it just it'll be confidential. But when you have your five names, I want you. I want you just to give them to me, because I'll begin to pray over those five, five over you know everybody in here. It's not like I have twenty hours a day, you know, to 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 do this. But but I will pray weekly for the people that you write down. I'll begin to you know I'll begin to pray as well. Father, I thank you that these people are coming to know who Jesus Christ is. These people are going to be discipled. Will you guys do that? You know, it may be family. It may be a co-worker. It may be a friend. But I'm going to say this. Don't say, well, Pastor Brad's praying for him. I don't have to. I'm asking you to pray for him. Amen. Amen. I think in uh, Matthew chapter 10, when Jesus, he sent out the 12. He sent out, you know, he, he sent out his disciples. He says, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of Samaria, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you've received, freely give. I, I believe that's the release. Of course, we're Gentiles, we go to the Gentiles. Has everybody received salvation in the house? I'm going to tell you, if you have salvation, you have something to give away. You, you with me? If you've got it, you've got something to give away. Everybody just bow your head tonight. Because you know what my prayer is tonight? That it would begin to burn. The very thing that you have inside of you, the salvation, the fire that God has placed on the inside of you, would begin to burn. That God would, God would raise up a people. He would raise up a people that would burn for him. Father, tonight I pray. I pray, Father, release. Release in your people tonight. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Lord, I pray that you lift every, every, every weight, everything that's weighting people down, even tonight. I pray that it lifts in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, even the people that they're around, Father, even the things that, the, that they see, and even here, Father, I, I pray that those things would begin to lift, even, even, as, even as they come into a room. Father, we carry the very presence of you in us.
Father, you've commissioned us to go and make disciples. So, Father, tonight I pray. I pray that you raise people up out of this house to go after the ones, to go after the twos.